Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Susan Ortolano. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, my pleasure. Now, Susan was actually once a girl dreaming about love, about weddings, white picket fences, and a handsome guy on a white horse. And after years of bad, painful relationships and a failed marriage, she discovered the real reason she hadn't yet found true love. Through much personal growth work, she is now happily remarried. Her personal experiences, along with a devastating illness, inspired her to transition from award-winning school teacher to intuitive relationship coach and educator. Susan skillfully combines her finely tuned clairvoyant skills with her coaching to teach people to master the art of successful relationships. She's also the author of the recently released book, Remarrying Right, How to Create Everlasting Love with Your True Soulmate. Personally, Susan admits eh, she's kind of a hopeless romantic, and she loves humor, helping others, studying spirituality and astrology. She and her husband, Rick, live just north of Los Angeles, California. Susan, take a minute, fill in any blanks that, that there may be in that intro, and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Sure. Um, you know, I think the intro is pretty good. I, one of the things that, that I didn't put in there is I do teach and train other relationship coaches. And when you said hopeless romantic, I would say, you know, romantic junkie, love geek, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, love the romantic movies and the, all that good happily ever after stuff, even though I know that the happily ever after is a fairy tale. So, but that's that, you know, it's like personally, um, I, you know, I, I grew up a kid who was very, very sensitive, who really had a fine sense of being able to empathically pick up other feelings of other people and kind of know things about them. And people just started coming to me for help, for advice, even at a young age. And, and when I was 10, I was introduced to astrology and I went, oh my God, this is amazing. So I started playing with the astrology charts and, and helping people and all that kind of stuff, became a school teacher after college. And guess what? All the kids came up wanting advice, wanting intuitive information, and certainly wanting advice about their love life, which, you know, in teenage years, um, it's really hard to say, yeah, he's the one. Um, but I, I really enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed my kids, but I ended up with a dating illness. 
and um, it really uh, knocked me off, so to speak, degree where I was not able to teach any longer. So I knew I needed to do something, and I ended up finishing a master's degree um, and decided, you know, what do you do when you're sick and lying in bed? You start a business. So I, I knew I really enjoyed doing readings, and, and this whole coaching industry kind of blew up. So I was able to train, get credentialed, and um, really start helping singles and couples um, find the great love of their life, prepare for, resolve issues with couples, and I absolutely love it. That's great. That is really yeah. great. Well, I want to ask you because personally I've found it, it when I get kind of off in the weeds, if you will, it, it helps to have, I call it a guiding principle, but it can take all kinds of forms, whether it's a quote or a mantra, sure. but something that kind of brings you back. And I'm wondering, what is that for you? What is it that you you focus on to get you back on track with your partnership when you get off to the side? You know, what's, what's interesting is I went to this really unique graduate school program at a school called University of Santa Monica in spiritual psychology for a master's degree. And the professors there, the, the, one of the things that we really worked on was your outer reflection is a direct result of your inner reality. So whatever we're, you know, living with on the inside, whatever stories, whatever programs, whatever thoughts and feelings that we've carried with us get projected outwards towards us. And so I've lived my life with that guiding principle in partnership and business in everything that I do, like really with that understanding. So that's, that's my main kind of mantra, and it, it's, you know, I find it to be very accurate. <laughs> yeah. No, that's excellent. That is excellent. Well, one of the things that our, our guests have told us, or I'm sorry, our guests have told us this too because they love doing it, but our listeners have told us that they, they love the stories that you share when you're a guest on the show. And so I want to dive into that now. And, and where I'd like to start is actually... If you would take us to a time in your life when, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and tell us that story. <laughs> you know, what, what were you doing? How did you trip up? What did you trip on? And yeah. then what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Well, you know, it was like my, my early romantic history was not pretty. I, I seemed to be, you know, going through the same pattern after pattern. I actually, I've been married twice, and in my first marriage... I would kind of call that my trip-up moment um, where I really learned how the outer reflection of reality is direct result of my inner reality. And I married a man who did every last thing that I was afraid a man would do to me. And so it was that projection of what I was storing inside of me. I didn't value myself enough. I didn't love myself enough, I didn't hold good boundaries, and I ended up marrying a man who cheated, who lied, who took money, um, who just kind of came and went as he pleased, and it just brought up so much anguish and pain, and I really left that marriage with the realization that I had actually done that to myself. Because I knew intuitively after two months of dating this man that he really wasn't what I thought of as a soulmate, so to speak, a mate that really aligned with me at a soul level. Somebody I really loved and trusted told me that he would be a good catch and that I should stay with him. And instead of listening to myself 
and valuing and trusting my own intuition and my own sense of self, I'd listen to what this other person said, and I stayed and married the guy. In fact, I actually um, talked him into getting married to me. <laughs> I convinced wow. him to marry me. Then that became a pattern as well. So, you know, I, I could easily and we can easily go back into past relationships and blame the other person for our pain or what happened. But in that, you know, guiding principle that I was talking about, I had to really look at what was coming towards me and go, okay, what is it inside of me that drew that experience in? And I certainly walked away with a lot of new understanding um, lessons and all that kind of stuff, even though it was really painful. And that was, you know, my biggest trip up was not listening to myself, not valuing myself and allowing somebody to treat me so poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's thank you for sharing that, because I, yeah. I, I have no doubt that many of the listeners can totally relate to, uh, yeah. you know, convincing somebody to do something when yeah, everything is saying not fun. to. They're even saying not to. And yet we're like, no, 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 we're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've all been there. Well, I'd like to, to ask you a slightly different story. It's a nuanced difference, but it's very significant. And, and, and what I wanted to ask you was a story of a time when you had what I call one of those duh moments where you're just like, <laughs> I can't believe I've been doing this for so long. How did I miss right. this? And I'm wondering, what was the thing that was going on? And then what did you learn from that wake-up moment that turned into a building block for your future relationships? Yeah, that's a really good question because it really tags on to my first marriage story. I, I met another guy, um, and it was one of those things where after three months, I thought he was really into me and all that kind of stuff. And he looked at me and he says, you know, you're the greatest gal I've ever met, but I just don't think I'm in love with you. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, but I, I convinced him for us to keep going and to stay together. I even convinced him to propose to me. <laughs> and it was one of those things I didn't expect the proposal because he laughed in my face when I, when I was bringing it up like two years later. Um, but I literally kind of played out some of the same patterns even though I became aware. But where the duh came in was we had purchased a home together and I had started that grad school program and one of the exercises they had us do was called an ideal scene. And that's really like the first step towards, you know, creating a big vision of what you want. And they told us to do it as if we're not, you know, in the relationship aspect with nobody in mind except for what we want. So I moved this guy aside, not to make him like the ideal guy, but I created a, a picture and a story, so to speak, of my ideal relationship. And I realized it wasn't the guy I was with. And I was like, well, duh, I've been doing the same pattern that I did before. I was, he was a nicer guy, you know, <laughs> I, I call him my, my upgrade, you know. Um, but he, you know, and he was very nice, and, and we, we're still friends today, which I really appreciate, but it just wasn't it. And I just, there was nothing horribly bad that he did or anything of that nature. He just wasn't it. And when I saw that vision that I had created, I just went, Duh. And it's like we had just bought a house and we were engaged and it was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get out of this? And literally a month later, I met my now husband and we became really good friends because I hadn't quite broken up 
with this guy yet. We were just trying to break up and get out of the house and all that kind of stuff, and we were able to do it amicably. But, man, I had that moment of awakening where I was like, oh, my gosh, oops, I did it again. But at least it was a nicer person, (laughs) you know, who wasn't doing, you know, crazy things like my first husband was. Well, you know, Susan, I think that's that's so important what you just mentioned is recognizing that the typically each new relationship it, it is a step up, but we could still yep. be in the same pattern. Yeah. So it's like, well, yep. yeah, it's a little bit better, but I'm still doing the exact same thing I was. I yeah. I got to look at the root of this instead of the symptoms and go, "Wait, exactly. I got to solve that because if I keep planting beets and I hate beets, it doesn't matter that, well, they're, they're a little better, but I still don't like beets. Then exactly, what are you doing? So thank you for sharing that because I think that's so important for us to recognize that sometimes we put all our focus on the incremental improvement, but the reality is there's an underlying pattern that's, that's undermining the whole thing. Most definitely. And there was definitely that underlying pattern of convincing and not valuing myself as much still. While there was improvement, it still wasn't quite there. And and walking out of that, um, even as I met my now husband, we were friends. We were in the same grad school program. We were study buddies. And there was no romantic anything, you know, initially. And so I just made a declaration. Like, I made a real commitment to myself moving forward after I did that vision, that ideal scene. And I said, I, you know, I would rather be single for the rest of my life than ever settle again for something that doesn't work for me, for a man who doesn't value me, who doesn't treat me well, you know, and all the things that I had put on this vision. And I meant it. I was really serious about it. And I was willing to just let go and, you know, never be married again or never be, you know, never be in a relationship again, even if, you know, because I wasn't willing to go through that convincing I wasn't willing to go through that drama anymore. And so that opened up the world to me. And it was about a month later. And it's the funnier story of, uh, of, of kind of how we got together. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spare everybody because I know it's a kind of a longer story. But, um, but we ended up, you know, I ended up getting a love letter from him out of the blue you know, here he was my friend, and I had just broken up with somebody, and he just sent me a love letter. And it was one of those things where you're like this high school girl, and the guy likes you, yeah. and oh my gosh, you get this letter. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And we talked for a few months about, you know, a couple months about being in relationship and what that would be like. And did we know each other well enough? He'd been married before. I'd been married before. And, you know, we just decided at one point we're going for it. You know, this just feels right. We're going for it. And a couple months later, we eloped. Hmm. And that was over 15 years ago. (laughs) And it's doing really well. So I, you know, listening to my intuition instead of my mind chatter or what society had said I should do or what parents said I should do, um, you know, or whoever said I should do, listening to my intuition and making that commitment to myself, that declaration really turned things around. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you, you came back to that because I, I noticed that when you first said, you know, you just, you committed to yourself that you weren't going to, you know, compromise yourself, basically, that you were willing yep. to walk away. Yep. And unless you're at that point, you're not in a position of power. 
Right. It's like in any negotiation, unless you're willing to walk away, then the other person's got the power because they know you'll do anything. That's right. And unfortunately, and I, that's what we do point. with ourselves, like you're talking about, of disregarding the guidance we're getting because mm -hmm. we're afraid to walk away. Absolutely. And so, so I finally got to that point, and I'm really, I, you know, it's like I can't even go back and say those other situations were, you know, like horrific because you never know what, you know, like those were great learning opportunities mm -hmm. and would I be in the relationship I am today had I not gone through the trip, you know, the trip up and the, the dumb moments and all that kind of stuff. I think everything comes forward for us for, for growth. And it certainly, you know, some of it was really painful as a lot of people go through painful growth in, in partnerships, um, but, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I, I want to kind of turn the corner, if you will, and, and we've been talking about some kind of, you know, difficult times and things that didn't go so well, but I'd love to hear a story of it. I call it your proudest moment in partnership or one of them, because what I'm looking at is, you know, could be your family, could be romantic, might even be career, but it's something that when you think back on it, you're like, wow, you just can't help but smile. What's one of those for you? You know, I would say marrying my husband. You know, it's like I could go into the the hero story of, of having, you know, an illness and starting a business and all that kind of stuff, but really what makes me smile the most is is the the moment where my husband and I decided to be together because it came from a, a deep knowingness for both of us. And I'm telling you, I've never been in a situation where I've been more loved, more cherished, more cared for, more accepted. And to see his eyes light up when I walk into the room where he is, and he's like, yay, you're home, or yay, you're done with work for the day. I, I, I can't even verbally explain the energetics between the two of us because it's so beyond logic, it's so beyond words. There's just kind of what I like to call an isness between us. Mm. Um, and it's just grace. And we have... A, a beautiful way of working through the challenge, any challenges that come up. And, you know, also for a guy, not just because he chose me knowing that I had some medical condition, um, that wasn't it. There was just something about him really beyond that, that just, I don't know, I, I, the je ne sais quoi thing where it's really hard to verbalize, but it's just, it just is. And it works. And he's as compatible as compatible can be. Um, he's just a lovely human with a big heart. And he's fun and he's funny. And he's really what I had dreamed of. Nice. You know, even better. And so I'm incredibly blessed and happy in partnership. And it certainly was part of the inspiration for me, wanting others to have the experience of being in a happy partnership um, because this has just been, you know, some of the most, you know, amazing moments of my life. And it's one of those things where even people look at us and go, oh, my gosh, you guys seem to have the best marriage. And it's like we do. You know, it's as good as it looks, even better. Um, and we just have such synergy between us, and I just want that for other people, to be able to know how that feels. Yeah. to be so loved and to really have held standards for yourself um, and boundaries and all that kind of stuff. And he did the same, like we were in that grad school, he did that same, you know, he had a whole photo book of, of his, you know, vision. And mm -hmm. one of the mm -hmm. pictures he had chosen 
had my features at the time, had <laughs> my color, the same hair. My hair was a different color back then. The same long, you know, hair yeah, yeah. with the hair color that I had at the time. And, and um, there was, I can't say there was a resemblance. There was a resemblance just in the, the, the eye color and the hair mm-hmm. and in the, you know, that kind of thing. So there was just some kind of recognition that we were both doing that work. And I wanted somebody who did that work, did spiritual work and personal growth work, and was really committed to a conscious marriage. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And I love that term, the isness, um, because it was funny. I was just sharing with a class the other day. You know, I, I do a lot of work with, with women looking for their Mr. Right. And yeah. I, I, was, I wanted to make it clear that Mr. Right is not a thing. Right. It's an experience. It is. That's it's a great way to put it. It's the feelings. It's the experience you have with that person. It's not about what colors their hair or whatever. It's what does that, what does that emanate in you? Who do you get to be when you're with them? What's the experience yeah. you have of you? Absolutely. Because you're in their presence. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way of putting it. Because let's face it, our looks change. And oh, yeah. let me tell you, my hair color changes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's lost most of his. So um, there you, go. you know. Bodies change, looks change. There has to be something deeper in the experience, in the connection, and in just the beingness with each other that moves things forward and continues to ignite, you know, the sparks and the passion. And and it's, you know, it's not like it's fireworks every day being in partnership. It is, but it's, it's, it's often in a different way. It's not just, you know, in the, in the world of passion, although it is, but it's just in being with each other and having the experience of whether we're, we're meditating, whether we're, you know, watching a funny, you know, binge watching Netflix, whether we're out to eat, whether we're driving on a trip or flying on an airplane. There's just an experience that we have when we are together. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Susan, we've actually reached a part of the show. I call it Bring It All Home. And the reason I call it that is we're going to step away from stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can actually improve their partnerships right now. And where I'd like to start is I'm wondering, what, what is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? Uh, go to college before you get married. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mother. But no, seriously, <laughs> uh, that was my mother with me as a teenager. Um, really, um, the best relationship is take ownership for every thought, feeling, experience you have, because everything that we experience comes from something that lives in us, and we're the only ones who can clear it, release it, heal it, you know, it, be, it, smile, be happy. Um, we, we can make requests of, of a partner, but we're ultimately responsible for how love shows up for us. And who and what we see around us is either a direct result, as I said, you know, before of something we're holding internally that needs to be healed or some kind of karmic experience, which is a, a learning or growth opportunity. But everything lives inside of us. So when we take ownership of our thoughts and our feelings, our point of view, our history, um, our story about a partner, a story about ourselves, we can actually heal ourselves and make partnership amazing and attract the right person. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic advice. 
Well, what would you say is, is the book or the resource that you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one? Besides my book? <laughs> that could um, be one. I first, yeah, first I'll recommend my book, Remarrying Right. And even if people have never been married before, there are things in there. It's good general, we'll say, advice and stories about marriage, about relationship. A lot of it, yes, does have a spin towards, you know, second, third, you know, hopefully not tenth marriage, but it talks about all the things that I've been talking about, about taking ownership, valuing oneself, and and so many other things that I think are of such value just in partnership in general. Why I I spun it towards remarriage was because of my experience. Mm And what I wanted to provide for remarrying and remarried couples where the divorce statistics are even higher than they are for first marriages. Correct. But it's a great book for any marriage, um, and it really kind of talks about having the conscious relationship. The other book that I would recommend is Conscious Loving by Gay and Kaplan Hendricks. I'm all about depth when it comes to relationship, and it's, it, while it's great to have the house, the cars, the careers, Depth and communication and a spiritual connection where you can really share the microscopic truth, share anything, be exactly who you are, have the growth and evolution with this partner, and be the best you, most authentic you can be. There's nothing like it. And they really talk about it in that book. Yes, excellent. And, and you know, it's funny because... Um, I interviewed Gay on the show before, and I asked him, I said, you know, you've written 30 books. Is there something you'd recommend? That was the one. That was the one. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. Yeah, um, it really is. And it's it's got such richness and depth, and it was actually required reading in my master's degree program. So I feel very blessed to have have read it, and, and, and my husband read it too. I do recommend Remarrying Right as well because, um, you know, the inspiration for it was really all about that consciousness, um, as well as skill building and those exercises and, and those kinds of things. But it's a great book for any couple or any single wanting to be in partnership. So, Susan, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you is if you would leave our listeners with an example of, it's what I call the payoff of partnership. In other words, it's, it's a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that is solely the result of being in partnership. It would not have happened on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the main thing is the experience of feeling love coming towards me. Um, and I know that saying that it's coming towards me from outside of myself, but it also inspired me to develop that inside of myself mm. as well. There's something about partnership for me that is all about growth and healing and evolution. And when we can use the opportunity of partnership to further develop ourselves in our own individual experience as well as the experience with another, um, we just grow and evolve. And And I think that growth and evolution is the most powerful piece of being in partnership along with learning more about love of self and love of other. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I think it's pretty clear to everybody listening. You, you are a rich, rich resource 
for folks around relationships and, and trusting your intuition. And I'd love for you to let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about you? And, and what are there any special events or anything coming up that you want them to know about? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Sure. Um, my website is ConsciousSoulmates.com, um, where people can go to. And certainly I'm on uh, Twitter, at Susan Ortolano. On Facebook, Susan Ortolano, Relationship and Marriage Expert. Those are the places. I actually have a private group um, where there's more interaction called Conscious Soulmates um, on Facebook as well. And in terms of, you know, the work that I do, people can certainly read on the website and um, really see if that combination of intuition and relationship work really aligns at, at, a, at a spiritual level because I really do work with people on, on a deep level. It's not just about, hey, you know, find, Miss, like you said, like find Mr. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot deeper than that. It's a real transformational growth experience, whether somebody's single and wanting to prepare for partnership for the first time or again, or whether they're in partnership and things aren't going well. I just start at the surface and I dig down deep with people. So, you know, events coming up that I know you're participating in, and I'm excited for that, is a free online interview series summit called Manifesting Love Again, how to get back into your groove and finally find the love of your life. And it's really focused on those of you out there listening who have had the heartbreak, the divorce, the long-term relationship that just didn't pan out, the broken engagement, and you're just really wanting to get back, back out there, clear the patterns that are not working, and kind of get it right this time for yourself. So I have the blessing of having Ken participate in that, and that's coming October 10th. And for anybody who goes to my website, and you know, I offer a free special gift on my website, an e-book um, called Understanding the Ten Phases of Relationship. When you sign up for that, you'll be able to receive the information about the summit. Excellent. And Excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to um, showcase you and the other uh, experts that are going to be speaking to people who are in this situation and, and helping out. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I'm I'm thrilled to be on the event. And what I most love about the direction you're going with it, and I told you this when we first talked, was the idea of getting your groove back. Because mm -hmm. so many people that I talk to, they're just like they've been out of that single scene for so long or they're just like, wow, this is blowing me up. It's a totally different world now. And yeah. getting back to that place after you know, a major relationship breakup is hard. It's very hard. And it's really, you know, I've got, you know, people who are talking about what to do externally and a lot of what we do internally so that whatever we do, like getting back into the groove is really about getting things settled inside of yourself. Yeah. And that's going to really radiate and emanate externally. And people are going to really, you know, guys We'll find women sexy who do that. Women will find guys sexy who are, are working things on the inside. And so that energy that emanates is, is like, whoa, you know, somebody's going to go, whoa, and be really attracted to it. So exactly. I'm excited to share, you know, all the wisdom that's, that's being shared 
um, as I'm interviewing people right now and uh, giving people the opportunity to really hear how they can get back out there again or if they're out there, how they can make it work. Yeah, yeah. You know? So thank you for doing that. Well, Susan, I, I got to tell you, what you've shared has been so, so honest, so, so deep and genuine about your experiences, and I really, really thank you for showing up in that way. And I have no doubt everybody listening is sitting there going, wow, there's so much here. I've learned so much. I've been reminded of so many important things. So I just want to thank you for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been a real treat. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.